Hang on. Um, um, uh, got it. Oh, oh, oh. I need to change my trousers. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the world of Aerith. My name is Mark and I'm the Dungeon Master. And also with us for today's episode, we have Ian, who plays the Dragonborn Barbarian Drago. What up? We've got Callum, who plays the Gnome Sorcerer Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth. What up? <laughs> We've got Will, who plays the Human Bard Karstan. What up, everybody? Casey, who plays the Human Champion Helena Sleepguard. Oh, what up? Danny, who plays the human cleric, Claude. Bonjour, guten tag, hola, welcome we've got, back. We've got Darren, who plays the human fighter, Rogue Robin. What is up? I, I, I made it sound like there's Thanks, another guys. character to come. <laughs> but there isn't, that's it, that's everyone. I could do an introduction for Tali, because we always forget her. That was great. That was, that was beautiful. And Tali, who plays the Tali, Talius III. What's up? Oh, I've forgotten my voice now. I'm going to have to practice that. Last week's episode of the Fellowship like of the Table. R-Truth tribute band. Was it? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's up? That took a minute. That took a minute to kick in, actually. All right, on last week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop, it was quite a long, chunky episode. Lots of things happened. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time in the tavern discussing, I think at one point we were discussing the politics of of, of monarchies at one point. Uh, Drago went off and got his sword sharpened. Not a euphemism, or maybe it is. He uh, also then broke up some schoolyard bullying that was going on. Claude spoke to Akiva and... Uh, was told some interesting information about uh, the party's plight, their their kind of journey they're going on, and his own journey. Drago and the rest of the group kind of met up, and then it all kind of picked up pace really quickly. All of a sudden, they were aware that Elthea, the elf that was in the party that now no longer is in the party, was in Blackmouth looking for the Onyx Reaver and is a few days ahead of them. And similarly to Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn, as they chased after the orcs for Merry and Pippin, we find ourselves on a hunt for this elf up the Skelroad Mountains, uh, along with Talia and Kennard, who is one of the Blackmouth Rangers who finds himself following along. The party picked up some supplies and also some coats as it gets very, very, very cold up there. I think the last thing we were told was uh, Kennard turned to the group and said, don't listen to the mountains. And he said that a couple of times now. The sun begins to rise over the peaks to the north as the party continues to trudge through the early morning frost now some distance above the town of Blackmouth. The fire that was burning fervently in the town has now been subdued from the fire elemental that had uh, escaped. I think one of you had cast fear on it in the mines and had done some damage but had been taken out quite deftly by the Blackmouth rangers. The path is winding and narrow. It seems to jut out from the mountain and leaves long, large and deadly drops down into the dark rock many miles, sorry, many hundreds of feet below. Almost as if the mountain was enticing those that are inquisitive but not sure of foot. Small tufts of plants sprout out of the side of the path and seem to colour the otherwise bland mountains, a slight tinge of green. A thin layer of fog begins to lift over the still morning air. You can see your breath as your cold faces are contrasted by the warmth of the mountaineering jackets provided by Kennard. Kennard's at the front of the group, and he turns to you. Listen now, the sun will be up in about an hour's time. I recommend we probably make camp somewhere along the way and just take some minutes, maybe take some food in. The path gets colder and more, more dangerous the further up we go. How are we all doing? Drago, how are you? Is everything going okay? I could definitely do with the rest. Everything's... Everything's just a little bit heavy at the moment. We left quite quickly there. I am sure that the rest of us would like to rest as he looks around to everyone and, and takes in the scene before him. Um, how's everyone doing? I mean, we've been walking all night. I started drunk. Okay, my you're starting to sound hurt. like a turtle. So my I know for sure, Castan, you're tired. <laughs> how's everyone else? Yes, I, I think we could do the rest. Even my backpack is starting to get a little bit heavy, and I don't think that's actually quite possible. Kenard, you're more familiar around these areas. Where's a good place to 
get some rest around here. I mean, if we're looking for a little bit of rest, just a little quick stop. There's a, it's a couple hours up the way, but there's somewhere we could maybe stop. It's not comfortable. It's just a, a larger jutting of the mountain. Uh, like I said, it's not ideal, but we could start a little fire and maybe get a little warmth, eat some food, get an hour's rest maybe before heading on. Mr. Kennard, is it going to be cold all the way? Kennard doesn't answer. He just kind of points to one of the tallest peaks off in the distance to the north. You see that over there, Cleric? It's a mountain. We need to go over that. Do you see what's on that mountain? And you can see quite clearly it's lots of white stuff. Yeah, but will, I, will, it, will it go into this, the clouds like it does in the middle of summer on the land? Or is it going to be cold all the way? Claude, Claude, it's only getting colder from here on out. I suggest we, we take a rest where Kenai says and we can warm up by the fire, get some food. Yeah, I agree. Kenai, okay. fine, show us the way. I mean, I've got some. I've got some. I've got a spell that's that's quite good for if we want to make camp. That'll make us a bit more comfortable. Have you? Because to be honest, to be honest, Castan, this isn't going to be the nicest place. It's just literally a bush, and it's a bit bigger. I, I can make ground. I can make it quite. I can make it reasonably comfortable. Well, how about we get up there? Like I said, a bit more room, and you can do your magic thing. And okay. I don't know what this is. What is it? What are you intending on doing? It's not going to bring any attention to us is it no it's um it's it's a it's a traveling spell that that um bards and other travelers are taught it we i create a magical hut around us that actually protects us from anything from the outside well it sounds a bit weird but uh is it warm uh, yes well that sounds good to me all right well just follow along and uh i'll uh i'll get us there in no time a couple hours the sun will be up by then, and uh, then you can make your little hot thing, Karstan. Can I just get a, uh, a marching order, just so I know? This path is probably wide enough for one person at a time, so we've probably got Kennard at the front. Oh, um, I'll go behind Kennard. Robin would be second. He's, his eyes haven't come off the mountain during that whole conversation. All right, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so we got we got Kennard, Robin, Drago. We've got about the middle of the group now. Who'd be kind of around the middle? Uh, Helena will go after Drago. And Karstan will probably be near Helena. Yeah, I think Folly would definitely be at the back, just um, pace and size-wise against mountainous snowy areas. He wouldn't be the uh, best pace keeper. It's I'll not... be back with Folly, keeping an eye on what's behind us in case anyone's chasing Claude. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, it's not quite snowy yet at the moment there, uh, Folly, just to let you know. It's not snowing. No, whether it's still it's... mountainous, though. Absolutely, and it's still cold. Like You can see your breath, and it's, it feels icy, but it's, just, it's still kind of brown mountains and small tufts of of, uh, of shrubbery sticking out of the ground. We don't have any furs or, you know, coats or anything. We've got winter jackets. Yeah, we've got winter jackets. Yeah, so go ahead. Because we haven't long rested in nearly 24 hours, mm-hmm. or, or no, no, well, nearly, yeah, because it's the next morning, just are we going to be, Are we? I know we're quite tired. I assume we're not exhausted or anything yet. Uh, not quite yet, no. Okay. Cool, just checking. Level, so you're going to be you're going to be on to it quite quite soon though. Uh, ah, I'm used to that. Now. <laughs> okay, so the uh, path continues, and Kennard leads quite deftly up this path. Uh, he's probably walking for about an hour. It's not a really steep incline, but you are consistently aware that you are going uphill as he takes you twisting and turning around the edges of the uh, one mountain, leads into almost like a U-turn as it joins onto another mountain and continues to rise up and round um like i said not so steep that it's you can't keep walking but steep enough that you can feel it in your legs as as you are trudging up the mountain are there any conversations that want to take place uh, off the back of everything that's happened in blackmouth is there anything that wants to take place along the way uh, I, I think it's quite hard to have a, a one conversation we're following on from each other. Yeah. As you continue to make your way up this path, uh, you turn a corner as the path begins to take a slightly deeper incline. And Kennard kind of says, hold, stop, to the group. He turns to you and we've got a problem. Oh. And he just... He gestures to Robin and Drago near the front and just with his head, he steps to the side and quite obviously there you can see the path has disappeared uh, for about 15 feet in length uh, and below you is about a 500 foot drop. 500? Kind of, yeah. It's a, you know, you're getting high and this isn't even to the bottom of the mountain. This is just a ridge that happens to be sticking out that you would splat against if you were to hit. Um, 15 feet roughly across. He just looks in disdain. Ugh. 
the, the, the mountains around here, the rocks fall off the mountain and, and break the path sometimes. Is there what do you way around? No, this is the only path. Not until we get to the fork in the road further up. So this is the only way. other way around other than going over this drop. Unless we go back into Blackmouth and then take the northern road up to near High Haven, then try and... No, no, to be honest. Am I Probably... thinking then that it's like a broken bridge? Like you have the footpath on one side and then the, what was the bridge in the middle is collapsed and then there's the exit on the other side. It, yeah, it's imagine in my eyes, it's, it's a long path along the edge of, a, of the mountain edge and then a boulder seems to have fallen down, smashing the path and basically the path is missing there. So there's, there's just a gap now between where you are and the path continuing on the other side. It's it like more arc? than my uh, leg stride. It's 15 foot. So yeah. So it'd be five, uh, three squares on a, on a D&D map. On Tell me, arc, Drago, um, how strong are you feeling? <laughs> I mean, if you really want me to throw you, you don't have to ask. That 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 is exactly my idea. Um, Robin might have um, uh, other ideas before I I throw you over a mountain it, range. Uh, Robin is just uh, at this point, Mark. What what Robin is doing is he's glancing up at the rock formation and he's glancing down into the chasm and <laughs> and is um just inspecting to see if this looks like this is an act of nature or an act of sabotage. Could you give me an investigation check, please, Robin? I can. 23. You can firstly tell from inspecting the edge of this rock that it happened very recently. There is no sign of uh, any kind of natural growth coming off this. There's no damage to the rock. The rock hasn't been eroded since being broken, so it's very recent. And... It also just seems a little too perfect. It seems too perfect that it seems to have destroyed the entire path and not just taken, as you have passed on the way, chips and bits of it missing along the way, which could be natural erosion through rocks falling. This seemed a little too perfect. So yes, Uh, you could assume that this has been done as an act of sabotage. As um, the discussion between Folly and Drago is occurring, Robin has knelt down next to the cliff formation. He's just run his fingers across the ledge, has felt the kind of very natural cut in the formation on the path, and will just very clearly, but not loudly, go, Elphid did this. Can I run and punt, Robin? Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. This is how Robin does. <laughs> Did you say that audibly, Darren? You said you said it quite quietly. Would I have uh, it audibly? But you, though Folly and Drago at the front would probably have heard it. I don't know who's further back, but yeah, it would have been loud enough for at least people in the immediate vicinity to hear. Okay. I mean, what's funny, Robin, is that if we had Elphil with us, he'd know exactly how to get across. <laughs> Well, I don't think that's quite funny, Claude. Um, Folly, if I were to throw you over the gap, how the it, hell are you going to get the rest of us over? It Folly. wasn't so much as um, a, a throw, uh, more of a, a push. And I'm going to cast just levitate on myself and okay. start Ooh. to kind of float up. That's all um, well and good, but I don't believe that you alone can get the Onyx Reaver. You're a powerful little dude, don't get me wrong. But how do you <laughs> yes. propose that we all make it over? Because I, I have a rope in, in my rucksack, and my rucksack is also basically a natural anchor because it's so bloody heavy. Uh, yeah, like so the way I could think. float over, take the rope with me, and, well, other people can make nope. their way across the rope. That's, yep, that's uh, that's ingenious folly. It's the best thing you've done here. And he, uh, and Drago <laughs> just pushes the smaller your back just enough. Can, can, uh, can we actually take one part yes, of the wait, wait. first? Claude's going to grab the other end of Folly's rope. <laughs> Thank the you. Rope doesn't go on the other side as well. Drago, <laughs> it doesn't be a disaster. Drago. <laughs> look, look, I'm just a muscle here to, you know, I yeah, thought no, I was going to throw the brain, someone. The I was happy just to pick him up and throw him. He's lucky that I am just going to push him. Let's just take this one step at a time. And that that's that argument's been having as folly very slowly did, 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 just wobbles out over this large chasm. And as as you do pass over that folly, you do see the the, the depth below uh, is quite a sizable distance. Um, quite quite some damage would be done if you did fall, even for those of you of a high level. As you slowly wobble over to the other side, you make it safely to the other side of the the gap in it. Um, Claude, you're on one side holding yeah. the rope. I imagine you kind of jostled yourself to the front in front of Robin and Drago. Yeah, and, and I'll sort of pull it back so there's a nice, like, 
the rope mm-hmm. rests along the the path and then like extends over the cabin and then uh yeah so i'm now at the back of the party but there's a rope going through us all and across the, the space yeah. and what folly has done on the other side is basically took his rucksack off uh so it rests on the ground um causing it to be heavy and he's kind of tied the rope through that this is brilliant i love this amazing <laughs> okay so you have um claude holding the rope at one end the rucksack anchoring it on the other what do we do now and it has fifth level fifth level blessed on everyone including kennard who is this side of the rope oh no it's only 15 feet away oh yeah everyone's got blessed just in case anyone needs to add a d4 to any any accidental slip off a rope they've now got that how many people can you bless? So it's a fifth level. So fifth level bless is seven targets. So someone's not getting blessed. Claude. I, I don't need to be blessed. It's okay. Oh, I never do it on myself. I never okay. do it on myself anyway. Like you you selfless, you selfless man. Uh, okay, so everyone, including Tali, has a uh, bless. I'm figuring if there's six people, seven people across the ridge and just me... All of them can collectively pull me across. True. I, I was I was going to suggest that everyone, you hold the rope. Me and you hold the rope. Everyone shimmies across. Then you shimmy across. And then I'll hold the rope and jump. And you guys pull. I'm quite happy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I could, I could, I could turn you into a a, a large bird. So you no, fly no, 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 no. I'll take the birdie. I've always wanted to fly. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll turn you into a bird then. then you afterwards, afterwards, because before would make my entire plan and spells <laughs> use worthless. Yes, it would. You're right. But yeah. I can I I can turn you into a bird so you can fly over. Wonderful news. Everyone, okay. hop on the birdie rope. Okay. All right. Claude, you hold near the edge. I'll hold behind you. The rope, not you. And everyone else just and Drago is kind of gesturing with one claw head. Make your way across. Maybe Robin, you could go first and help people on the other side because if Castan went first, he might slip. I mean, I'm 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 pretty acrobatic, thank you. I know, but I don't know you very well, and Robin's really flappy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> while that's happening, Mark. I'm mm-hmm. just Robin's just looking around to see if there's anywhere that the rope could be tied to, just to help those who are holding it. I'm very strong. Uh, yeah, you I'm can. I'm very strong too. You can uh, give me an invest. Uh, give me a survival. No, investigation, investigation, investigation. Twenty, not natural. You notice there's a small outcrop of rock behind Drago that you could tie off the end of the rope to. We should tie that rope off as well, just to make sure there's no giving it whilst you support its weight. I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot of trust, there, Robin. Well. We can, uh, you can take that as an insult, or you can take that as potentially. I don't want anyone to fall into the cavern below. Your choice, Claude. What uh, do you think? Do you take it as an in- insult? Um, I don't have the intellectual uh, bandwidth to understand when people are insulting me. Fair enough. And Drago ties the end of the rope to the rock formation that Robin's pointed out. I mean, I was going to say that I could have helped. I'm also very strong, but no one seemed to have asked me. You are more than welcome to volunteer yourself to hold this thing. I would. I mean, you've tied it to that thing. Really right? appreciate it. I'm playing tug of war with Folly's bag. I'm hurting <laughs> my back. If someone could cross the rope, I've, now... I've got this image of Folly just on the other side of the cabin, his arms are crossed, and he's just like tapping his foot, thinking, "What the fuck is taking <laughs> okay. so long right I'm now?" Robin crosses. Robin crosses. Okay, can you give me an acrobatics check, please? Out of curiosity, Mark, um, me, Ian, and the mountain that's tied down against the weight of Folly's bag. You know, laws of physics, is there any movement? Are we really pulling? Nope, oh. the, bag, the bag doesn't move. Cool. That is right, isn't it, Callum? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Cool, just checking, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Robin, can you give me an acrobatics check, please? 17 before, bless, so I'll add that. It's 18. Okay, you, how do you cross? Because it's just a rope, isn't it? There's, there's no flooring here. How do you cross? Uh, Robin steps, while the... Um, argument ensues behind Robin's just going to take a step onto the rope by one foot first his two hands come out so he's almost like in like a a wing formation 
and just one foot in front of the other, having probably done this before at some point in his existence, is just going to walk across the cavern very slowly, one foot in front of the other. And as you get about halfway, there is a slight gust of wind that makes you have to stop for just a minute as the rope uh, seems to sway ever so slightly with the weight of you upon it. And the rest of the party falls slightly quiet at that point. And then as you manage to continue walking, you pass and get to the other side uh, without a problem. So Robin, you're across. Well done. Um, uh, Robin will just nod to Folly as in, uh, good idea, once he's securely on the other side. Yeah, okay. Folly will just nod back. Who's uh, who's next? Who wants to go next? Helena can come next, I suppose, if she's not holding the rope. Okay, so Helena, can you give me an acrobatics check, please, with your bless, if you sure. want to use it? Uh, that'd be 20, non-natural. That was acrobatics, wasn't it? Correct, yep. As you step out onto the rope, I assume you're doing it the same way as Robin did it? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, how are you doing it? So, hold on a minute, um, just because I wonder, do I even need to add my d4? You don't. Uh, I, I I don't want to tell you either way, oh, just no, in case. You don't. Um, Always add it because it's free. Can't hurt. Well, okay, well then that'll be 22 then. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go up to the rope and I'm going to sort of <laughs> straddle it, but drop with my hands um so i'm basically going to tightrope it with my hands so i'm going to pull nice. myself along with my hands so i'm going nice. to yeah straddle it drop one side to make sure that i'm hanging and then i'm going to use my hands to walk is this like a, a, a dog wiping its bum kind of thing kind of no over the rope and her hands on yeah. the hand, other side and hand over hand right. and leg over yeah. leg I thought you were on top of the rope, pulling yourself along by the hands, kind of like a dog would clean it. <laughs> right. Maybe that's how a club will cross. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that worked really well. And as you're pulling yourself across, it's quite straightforward. But again, your head is back and you can look down into the depths of this chasm. And, you know, your, your training has prepared you for things like this. But you still realize this is quite a drop in quite a desolate uh, area with unknowns, really. And you get to the other side. And just as you reach your hand out to kind of turn yourself back over to get on, that little bit of rock crumbles beneath your hand, but the other hand's safely tight, safely on the rope, as are both your feet. And you manage to reach back up nice and clearly and pull yourself up back onto the other side. And you're, uh, you're there. Hell. That, was, uh, that was close. Well Who's Robin? Kennard's going to go up next. He uh, he watches that happen. He's like, uh, back to a lie, but I better go next. Uh, are you lot going to be okay if I uh, skedaddle? Go, Kendrin. Yeah, go, go on. Right. Okay then. And he uh, he secures his bow onto his back a little bit and tightens his belt slightly. <sighs> Takes a breath and just no hands walks one foot over the other quite quickly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all the way across and oh. without without a single problem. Uh, he rolled a natural twenty for that and then got a three on his bless. So he got you know twenty three wow. twenty three overall. And that that he, he might have a plus one. I don't know. I didn't give him it. So um. Yeah, he gets across doosh, on the other side. Uh, I was all right. That, that's... That, that was quite impressive, Claude. I don't know. I don't know if he, 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 he did look quite impressive then, didn't he? Um, Castan, get on, going. Get it's going. on you, Castan, not to uh, to follow that up. Okay, here, here we go. He's dead. That, hang on, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> he fell completely. I, 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 for some reason, that, that was a poor roll. I've got, let me add my uh, bless. Oh, no. and, uh, uh, okay, uh, I got a. Down uh, through that, got a twelve. I okay. only rolled a three on my acrobatics check. Wow. Okay. Um. So how would you cross? Well, Carsten would have. Um. Depend. Did does he? Uh. Does he? Does it feel uncertain the moment he gets on it, or does it feel fine? Feels fine. Okay. In that, he's going to try and do what uh, Robin did and walk across quite confidently. Okay. It's quite. Uh. I think Robin, you had your hands out, didn't you? Like a trapeze, you know, like literally, trapeze. like Robin when he's in like the flying grace. Yeah. Basically, like that. Okay, so you're crossing and most of the way goes absolutely fine. You're getting close to the other side and suddenly uh, your right foot comes down to press down. And as your right foot comes down, you look up and see the rest of the group. You're about two steps away from the edge pretty much. And your right foot catches slightly off and your uh, leg misses. Your shin hits the rope and you basically kind of bounce off the rope and you kind of twisting down um, towards the edge. There is a split second here of time that people on the other side, Robin, Helena, Folly, cannot levitate on him. Okay, and instantly, poof, this half-turned Karstan is suddenly floating in the air, off the rope, just hanging perpetually over and this chasm. Folly will also reach out with his quarter staff just so Karstan uh, can actually grab it and can just pull him across the rest of the way. Hang on, um, um, uh, got it. Oh, 
oh, oh, I need to change my trousers. <laughs> the, uh, the the moment that we saw Karstan lose his footing, I would immediately said, Tali, look at me a second. Hmm? What? <laughs> um, are you, are you good? Are you feeling good about this? Just so she's not seen Karstan fall. And die. <laughs> yeah, so she's, for a second, doesn't see that that happened. Uh, what, what are you on about? He's, he, you Karstan, it's what? your turn. It's your turn. Are you ready? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I think so. I'm going to do what Helena did. That seems sensible. Yeah, if you get nervous, just, way. just shout for help on the other side. Okay, uh, I will do. Um, here goes nothing. And she uh, tentatively gets up to the edge of the chasm and just kind of sits on the edge with her legs over and kind of looks back at you. Her eyes are quite large at this point. Um, and she kind of gives you like a, a shaking thumbs up. She grabs hold of the rope and then very, very slowly tips herself over the edge and quickly wraps her feet around really, really tight. And she hangs there for a few moments, just breathing. Um, Tali, you there? You okay? I'm fine. Just give me a minute. Just, just, okay, just, just take your time. Obviously, when Robin, you do Robin, that, we can't Robin, see you. Do, do your thing. She likes it when you speak, Robin. And then Tali, those... listen to yeah. me. Uh-huh. You're going yep. to be fine. Mm-hmm. Make your way over to us in your own time. And that's yep. your own pace. Yep. No, I've got this. And very slowly, one hand over the other, slowly starts pulling herself along one hand over the other. And she gets to about the halfway point and she takes a little break. <sighs> Okay. And then as she starts back up again, both her legs come undone and she's just hanging by her hands for a second. Oh, shit. And she pulls herself back up and hoiks the the ankles back over, tying them back on. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And she moves quite quickly, quite quickly over to the other side, reaching out for the the side. Someone help me get up. I can't fucking pull myself up. Someone help me. Robin will throw out a hand to pull her up. She'll take yeah, the hand. Yeah, will also come down as well. And uh, she'll pull herself up and she'll instantly kind of pat herself down and make sure her, her father's spellbook is still by her side. Oh, oh, Jesus. I mean, that gets the blood going, doesn't it? Huh? Ooh. Did well. Isn't it just? Did well. Uh, yes. Uh, right. Uh, it's just the last two now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I don't know why I'm shouting. I can just see you. Well, well done. Well done. Um, now, now so, Claude, do you two want me to... Cast a spell so you're both birds, or I, no? I'm not being a bird. <laughs> well, that, it's not let, happening. Let, Jago, it's, it's your turn. I'm confident I got this. Claude, another yes. thing. I d- I don't want to walk on no rope. Like I have no. I'm not made for this. So if you're going to be the bird, can you just do me a favor and um? Oh, I'll just pick you up. No. <laughs> can you tie the rope around my waist, please? And then I'm going to jump and climb up the other side and have the others pull the rope. I'm not walking over it. I, I, I It just doesn't work like that. Oh, Look at Helena's going to shout from the other side, why don't you just use your hands? Just hang from the, from the rope. Yeah, you don't have to do it like Robin did. Or can I just like, use your strength, mate? You don't even have to use your feet. I thought you were strong, Drago. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. just go, Drago. Oh, my God. Right, okay. One thing, and Drago withdraws Dengon's deception. Folly, can you levitate this? Why doesn't Folly just levitate you over? No. Folly, can you levitate <laughs> this? Did you want me to instead of you? Then fine. Levitate no the sword. Um, I will cast levitate on the sword. And then Drago just pushes it. Drago, before you go, the gr- before you go, just take, take, take this. It's, it's my last bear I can make today. Just, no, I'm just not going to take your bear. I've done your bear. It. I'm just going to go, uh, uh, no. And Drago just, uh, just <laughs> with a slight, uh, jumps to grab the fucking rope with both hands. And he's just going to, if he makes the j- grab, hang there and then shimmy across one paw with over another and another and another. Wait, Wait don't roll a one in. This is against my so, better judgment. This is not how I wanted to do this. So am I in thinking that Claude and the Rock are, is holding you anchored on this this side and you're going to kind of shimmy across the rope? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. Uh, give me an athletics check. Oh, no, athletics, sorry. Give me an acrobatics check, please. Okay. So roll a one. Screw you guys. If I die on this mountain, you take care of that damn sword. <laughs> uh, I think actually Drago needs to tell Robin that, not Ian telling Darren. Well, you were away. We were out of like the character situation. I'm not going to say it when I'm, I'm I'm hanging down from the. I might say it when I'm hanging from the rope. Actually, I rolled a twenty, not natural. Okay, okay. So as you tentatively put claw over claw, as you cross, are you crossing similar to how Helena did it? No. Um. So Drago's literally hanging uh, from the rope. Um, gotcha. Like dead, dead style. 
and he's just kind of moving the rope between his hands. And as he's doing so, he's going to shout out to uh, Robin. Robin! Robin! Ian, you're, Ian, you you're at a disadvantage. You are exhausted. That's very true. Thank you. I'm, I'm, who said that? You dick, William. Danny, Danny, post it in the chat. Very God true. Damn it. I need to remember. You have. Yes, yeah, so please roll again. I'm going to take your lowest roll. That was going to be brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. This is where he rolls a one and critically fails. That's 21, not natural. So I'll take the 20. Okay. Um, so as you start to cross over and you are dead hanging as you uh, take claw over claw as you go across, you take your time over this and eventually you do quite without any issue get managed to get yourself to the other side and pull yourself up um, to see Dengon's deception just floating in front of you there. And Drago takes the sword from midair and puts it back uh, on his back. It's still floating, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I've not took the levitation spell no, off. You can, take the, you can take the spell off now, Folly. <laughs> I'm, I'm half tempted to just... What Folly might do is just going to slightly raise the sword while it's Folly, attached to Drago's you either take back. the spell off or you're over the mountain. It's really... It's a simple choice. <laughs> Folly will deactivate it. That's Thank you. Do. We don't mess around my sword. <laughs> and Drago is safely on the other side of the cliff. The last person is Claude to get over. Claude, over to you. Yeah, um, what I'll do is I'll untie the rope from the rock because we'll probably need the rope again. And I'm then... going to send over a mage hand just to grab the rope. Oh, anyway, and what I'm going to do, what I probably should have tried to do in the very beginning, is I'm going to use divine intervention to see if Akiva will just put a magic bridge up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! If um, this works, <laughs> do you want to save that for 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 another time? If, if this well, works, if it's I successful, I wait a week. If it's not successful, I get it on a long rest. So, like, winner winner, chicken dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I I can't. It would have failed. It would have failed. I rolled a thirty-four. It's fine. Fair okay. enough. So um, it fails. It fails. 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 I just thought I'd try it, you know, and I probably should yeah. have tried with that gambit. Yeah. Now, I like to think Claude would have waited, made yeah. them all struggle, yeah. and then just summoned a god bridge. Yeah. It's like the second thing I've done that I realised I can do things, um, <laughs> which would have been beneficial to the party after the really problematic thing has happened. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah, one yeah. you remembered you it's could the turn first dead? one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's offset that with all the healing and the fact that I kept everyone alive. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe yeah, even. Or maybe. So, Claude, um, Hello? are you ready? I'm very cold. Do you want to be an eagle or an owl? Oh, I've never Pigeon. flown. How do I fly? Because I'm worried that I'll turn into one of these things and I'll flap the wrong thing and I'll fall. I mean, you'll, you flap your wings. Um... Yeah, right, but I've never had them. So how do I flap them? Cast down. My life suggests that you just do it. And let like me... when I turn into a, when a birdie, on my feet, my arms, okay. my arms, okay. my feet. Okay, hey, Claude, Claude, yep. you'll still have feet because birds still have feet. Yeah, but which, <laughs> which, which limb controls the right limb when you're a bird? I'm sure you'll know. Oh, oh. right. Um, Kiva, save Claude, me. Claude, Claude, you just need to don't resist this. When this happens, don't resist. Okay. Oh, I'm quite scared. Right, so I am going to cast a fourth level polymorph on Claude. Oh, I really want to dispel magic. Right, so how it works is if you are unwilling, you can make a wisdom saving throw. To what, what do I do? I'm scared. If you are an unwilling, if Carsten is, un, is it, sorry, if Claude is unwilling, you yeah, can roll. So an unwilling creature process. must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. I don't know how to fly, Carsten. I'm sure in the Sanguila you can all fly when you want, but I don't know. Listen, so, birds know how to fly, so you'll know how to fly. Just stop panicking. I'm not I'm a not. bird. Do you want it to make a save or not? It's up to you. It's up no. to it's up to uh, Danny. I'm so confused. Cast the spell while I'm distracted, please. Okay, I've cast the spell. So um, you start to assume the shape. Your gear melds into the new form, and essentially you have taken on the form of a giant owl. As in, is the owl the size of Claude? It counts as a large beast. Bigger Can than you, Claude. Fuck wow. me. That's huge. That's terrifying. <laughs> Why did we just ride that thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ride yep. no animal. Well, I'm so, not like, sure on how much it could carry people, but yeah, it's it's a large beast. He's just what you see, what you see in front of you is the 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 calls and cries of a Claude um, screaming about not being able to fly. Slowly morph from his voice into just a, the hoots of a large large owl that echoes down the mountainside uh, as 
he the the owl kind of looks at itself for a little bit looks up at the group looks down to itself looks up at the group and then just starts lifting wing wing foot foot and kind of just does a little nod to the group uh claude over to you um yeah okay so i would now be flapping around and after a few minutes few minutes might I add of trying mm-hmm. to figure out what limb controls what what button do I press to do the squawk and all that. <laughs> I'm gonna take flight it's gonna be very unattractive it's not gonna be very graceful I'm probably gonna fall about 20 feet just for cinematic experience to make everyone go oh but no I will rise like the owl I am and fly and I'm, I'm gonna go one step further and I'm gonna fly higher up the mountain Okay, you want to do some uh, some I scouting? I and look for Elfie. So you have or... advantage on your wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing and sight. As there we go. I want to look for Elfie. I want to look for any baddies, any people that live there, a mountain goat or two for dinner. Okay. I'd like to look for um, uh, the Onyx Reaver, if, just in case someone left it out on a ledge. Of course, um, yeah. Or anything that looks like a like a temple or or a or a stronghold, somewhere you might keep an artifact of significance. And then I'd also just like to just take the scenery in. <laughs> do you also want to uh, to see where the rift is, where you can end the game? Do you want to, you know? If there's a cheat code, go. Yeah, yeah, I'll okay. take one of those. No, a general surveillance of what the frick we're trying to ascend. Uh- just to let okay. you know, you have a plus five to your perception because the, the the giant owl skills overtake yours. Okay. You basically got giant owl eyes and okay. giant owl ears. That's so be could you give me a perception perception check? So it's advantage and add five, William. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Natural one. And then a 16. 21. You take off from the ground. And like you said, you don't go towards the group trying to fly towards the group. You kind of just go off the ledge and it is very ungraceful. And you just kind of almost like a, a drunk diving into a pool, just kind of head first, boing into the, wa- into the water. And you just kind of disappear off the edge of the cliff. And then a couple of seconds later, you kind of take off. And again, you're not flying with your wings at the same time. It's like one wing than the other. So you kind of like barrel rolling a little bit as you go. But there's some, there's some weird grace to it, actually. It seems somewhat controlled. It seems like you you do two rolls one way, then two rolls back, and then there's a pause, and your wings kind of even out. Then two rolls one way, two rolls back. So it's, it, not, it doesn't it doesn't seem to look like it should work, but somehow it does work. And you fly over the group, quite low over the group, and they kind of duck down, and you take off further up the mountain. And further up the mountain, you follow the path. The path stays thin, and you can see many of these snaking off around all parts of the mountains. And as you barrel roll once, twice, three times to get some height up. You see the very peaks of the mountains, and now you see the sun clearly up over the top of them, uh, over the mountains. And as you pull yourself up and up the air, getting colder and colder, getting higher and higher, you can see over these top mountains. And what you notice is a number of things. Firstly, you notice over this tall mountain, you notice a really weird, strange um, biome almost at the top on the other side of the mountain, which is a kind of verdant green, almost jungle etched into the snow area, which seems really odd. This looks like almost tropical built into this area, which should just be snowy. Right. So that's one thing you notice. And it's quite substantial as you pass over that. And it's not like a, it's not like a dome or anything. It's just like, there's a jungle there for some reason. And as you pass over that, you suddenly open up into i imagine you fly quite low across the canopy of these 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 jungle trees and suddenly it opens up and suddenly you can see this absolutely massive quarry and i'm talking off into the distance quarry i'm talking thousands upon thousands of mine shafts and and uh pulleys and machinery all left no one's there this seems like it's been left and no one is it in one single mountain peak or in a range it seems to have once been a mountain peak that has been absolutely taken down and so now actually it is lower into the ground the quarry goes deep into the ground the mountains seem to now surround it like it's a, a crown almost around the inside of this and there is equipment upon equipment this seems to be an industrial level of quarrying that once took place here i mean this this is huge you've never seen anything upon this scale of industry before but none of it's working. No one's there. It's just all abandoned. Uh, as you kind of fly around, you can see a number of entrances to small offshoots of mines where they've been kind of digging out to test for obviously materials or something. But there's one entrance in particular that seems more innately arcane and not arcane, but uh, 
historic older, basically, that seems to have been built on purpose, that seems to predate the mines that seem to notice around it. This is a grand entrance to some kind of some kind something inside the mountain uh, that doesn't seem to be just for materials and mining purposes there seems to be something else but that seems odd it seems to really stick out compared to industry that seems to surround it as you swing yourself back around you know try and look around for any food any kind of animal but you've you've seen no other life apart from you and uh, your party so far and as you fly back over the group to come back down to land um suddenly a number of things happen all at once uh Karstan, yep. you notice you get a weird sense. Actually, has anyone else got... What's your perception again, Karstan? You're uh, passive. 26. Has anyone else got a passive above 20? Uh, no. New. So just Karstan. Karstan, the hairs on the back of your neck stand, and you get the innate sense that you're being watched. You don't know where from, but you get a feeling of being watched, and you swear you just heard a whisper. You turn around, and Tali's looking up at you with her mouth shut. As you look up and you hear the awkward spark of um, Claude, uh, I'm going to ask you, Claude, probably how you squawk in a minute, but it's something to think about. Uh, as you hear the awkward squawk of Claude, as he starts to kind of barrel back round, he kind of comes down the cliff edge and spins around to, to join you on the other side. You notice in front of him, as he's arriving, suddenly this purple shimmer starts to just appear in front of him in a wall-like fashion. And Claude, you just full-on poof! hits into this wall, crumpling your your um, owl body as you start to fall back onto, it looks like you're falling down, but you're still kind of falling forward. And you land with quite a hard thud onto the ground on the side with everyone else, but you take 15 points of bludgeoning Ooh. damage. What's my health, Will? Is 19. Oh, I'm still an owl. Um, so the moment, so... Um... Carstan will, as all this happens, just literally like almost at the same time. Carstan goes. Carstan sort of looks at Robin and goes, "Robin, we're being watched." And then, yeah, uh, Robin will immediately upon that just start to scan in the direction that Carstan had said to see if he could see anything. Looking for. Okay, go for perception. I've had the bless to that. That's still not good. Seven. You look around and you then, because of the way Karstan said it, you, the hairs on the back of your neck stand on edge and you start surveying the tops of the mountains. There's something very innately, uh, what's the word, ancient for humans to be scared of being watched. It's different, obviously, for, for those of other races, but for humans, it's, it's, it's built into your DNA that, that being watched in an open place like this, it gets you on edge a little bit. And suddenly you are scanning the edges, the rifts, um, you start to not... Be sure if you're noticing tufts of, of shrubberies or figures off in the distance, as you can see far off into the distance, the mountain range continuing. Um, as you scan across, you can't make out anyone obvious, unfortunately, from, from that role. Uh, Claude, you kind of straighten yourself back up. You're still an owl, but you're... Uh, you're yeah, a... and I will immediately just start talking as though I'm not an owl. Okay. Well, <laughs> <I'm> more... <laughs> um, now, have we, have we okay. seen the purple... Um, barrier up. Only you have. Um, did anyone else see Folly? Did you see that there was a purple barrier? Claude just crashed into a purple barrier. <laughs> and he's become a chicken. <laughs> no, it's just, it, unfortunately, giant owls actually do sound like chickens up close. It's just <laughs> a Claude, you, you, you do know you're still an owl. If you're trying to communicate, it's not working. T tell me, Carsten, can you turn that thing off? Or make him Claude again. Um, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I, I, I can turn it off. Um, and Carsten sort of he screws his face up for a moment and um, he stops concentrating on the spell. And then, um, yeah, Claude will return to his normal form and shape. And I will immediately throw up because I've now discovered air sickness. <laughs> brilliant and um you you throw up a little bit onto the onto the onto the path nearby uh, but you are now clawed again and everyone is on the right side of the broken path can i just ask Karsten, you mentioned that someone was watching i just i just had this feeling when when Claude was coming into land and before he hit that purple barrier, um, I just got the sense that we were being watched. What purple barrier? Well, listen, the, the, sorry, Claude. The thing is, I don't think I got to tell anybody that um, when I was in my room, Julia came to see me and she gave me a message that my father has has given his a couple of his men a duty to spy on me, my whereabouts. <laughs> and 
it might be them. It might be something else. We might find this Althea, friend of yours or enemy. Um, but it might also be my father's men. And it's something that I'm very wary of. M- maybe. Um, how many people were watching us? Well, I, I, I don't know. I was no, I'm, told... I'm asking Carsten. You said we're uh, being watched I, by how many? I, I, I don't know. It's just this. I, I, I got this sense as we were watching Claude come into land. There was this. I just got this this feeling. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I must have noticed something. And I don't know part the part of my mind that's out the corner of my eye. I just knew that we were being watched. Okay. So we have to be careful of Elthea keeping watch of us. Um, Helena, you've got people after you that we have to be careful of. Anyone while we're here on this mountainside, does anyone have anything else that we need to make sure isn't yeah, watching yeah. us? Claude's hand is up. Uh, Claude, you don't have I'm to being, put your hand up, but what? What's what? I've been hunted by um, people that don't like people. Uh, um, yeah, got a, got a price on my head now. Right. Um, is this to do with that illegal religion? Shit, no. Hang on a minute. What, 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 what's illegal religion? It's never a mind. Listen, everybody. Um, when I was an owl, right, I was just an owl. I don't know if you saw that, but it was quite impressive. I flew. There's a jungle on the mountain. A jungle? There is a jungle on top of this mountain. Yeah, that's that's right. That's uh, That's part of the mountain. I know about that. I have never heard of a jungle on a mountain before. Yeah, nor have I. Folly, as someone who has a very intelligent brain, have you heard of a jungle on a mountain? Not something that I can um, recall of, no. Right, okay, so just to recap, Claude's got people hunting him. Helena have got people, you've got people hunting you. And Elthir is just could be around at any time. So I suggest that we all keep our eyes open, our wits about us. Maybe our weapons drawn. I think that's a good idea too. And um, well, there's nothing else for it, but Kennard, you need to lead the way. You say we're supposed to be helping people. We have an awful lot of amount of people pissed off at us. <laughs> well, also, let's just go back a minute. Um, you said about, well, uh, we all saw it, the purple thing. So uh, yeah. whilst, whilst everyone was talking... I would have wandered over and I want to try and investigate where the purple barrier was, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just so you know, uh, Casey, that only Karstan saw that. I've mentioned it, but I'm the only one sorry. who saw it, I think. Of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Sorry, Helen, you could you could still mention it. So, you go over and just give me an investigation, please, uh, please, Karstan. And I'll add my bless. Uh, uh, 22. You look to where this was. You remember quite clearly that this was quite a small area of this almost shimmering wall-like thing that just forms solid out of out of the air. But it wasn't solid; it was quite transparent, and it had this like purple aura to it. It's floating in the middle of the air randomly, but just for a split second, just as as Claude hit it, and then it and then it seemed to disappear. And as you look up into the area to try and see it, you move from side to side, try and catch it in the sun, try and catch it against a different backdrop to see if you can you can see it. It's disappeared. It's gone. There's nothing there. Robin will see. Will see. Um, Carstan trying to look in the direction of where the spell came. Running through Robin's mind is the color purple and all of the discussions about Elfie's eyes and what has happened to Elfie. And he'll just look at Canard, feeling a sense of dread and apprehension, and feeling very exposed. And will just say, "We should keep moving." With it. I, I don't like the feel of this. No, I uh, I tend to agree, but. Uh... Claude, Owlman, yeah. onto your points you said about the uh, the jungle up there. Yeah, and there's a mine that's abandoned. Yep, that's where quarry. we're heading. Another that's mine. where we're heading. We're heading there. It's more of a quarry. I understand it's the massive. quarry in the mountain, but tell us more about the jungle, please, Kenneth. Maybe that can wait for our next stop. Maybe you're right, but don't worry. That's all stuff that I know about. It's nothing new. This Elfia person hasn't put a jungle on a mountain or oh, dug great. into the mountains. We are... Uh, we know about them. That's part of makes, what makes the Skullworld Mountains uh, such a special treat here you, in Black Mouth. Do you mean weird? Uh, some say weird. We like to consider them quirks of the area. Well, I have another wanna... question. Okay, go on. How um, about we do that question as we start walking? Yes, I I, uh... Oh, it's, it, it's about walking. Carsten, oh. can you just change us all into eagles? No. Um, I, I, I don't have the... Oh. Um, I don't have the ability to because whilst you were doing it I had to concentrate on maintaining the spell oh. so I couldn't Kenard, this way right just up here feet. yep 
Just okay. the only Drago other Pango. Keeps, just Drago walks. Robin follows. We definitely beat Elfie to the Onyx Reaper if we could fly there. So, did, so, so as they're walking, Carson will just be um, walking beside Claude. So what was it like flying? I had the most magical experience. I thought I was going to die. And then I was flapping all the wrong bits. And then I just felt these weird things, right? And I thought, what are they about? What are they doing? How do I move those? And all of a sudden, the ground was reversing and I was going upwards. And then I didn't want to stop. It was like, it was like the first time and last time I tried ale. <laughs> Is that a good thing? No, it, oh. ale was not good, but I definitely like the flight. Oh, good. I understand I'm, I'm... why birds have a cracking time. <laughs> well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I had a great time. Anytime that you want to do that to me, um, consider this an advanced consent form. Okay. Um, I, I can only do it a certain number of times a day, but... If yeah, sure, do it daily, I would enjoy that. Okay, if if we have the spare time, whenever we make camp, I'll turn And then I'm going to lean into Karstan. And if you could secretly do it on Drago while he sleeps, I think that would make everyone happier. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> You motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely think, think like, look at poor Tali, right? She got some burns recently and hasn't really had anything to perk her spirits up. <laughs> Imagine if a favourite friend of Dragonborn turned into an actual dragon. You know what I, I mean? Karstan, help us out, Karstan. But I, could, I, could make, I could make Talia into any creature she wanted to be. Nah, but you want to see Drago do it. <laughs> I mean, I could turn Drago into a plant as well. That's not fun, man. He wants to fly. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe, maybe one day I'll do it. Karstan, that's all I need. All okay. I need to hear. Uh, Karstan, can you tell us more about this... This purple thing that you said you saw. Uh, sorry, uh, I <laughs> just was, would like to know more. I'm quite fascinated. It's it was like a it's like a, a a barrier or or or, or some kind of, of shielding spell, but it it wasn't there when I went to investigate. So I don't know whether it was. Do just, you think something uh, was trying to stop us from from moving forward? What do you think it meant? Well, I don't. I mean, it could have been some. Maybe if it was people who were protecting you, maybe they thought the owl was attacking us, so they put the barrier in front of the owl. Or it could be that there are some like. I mean, I've I've heard stories and, and read stories about bells that have gone wrong and they've then traveled the world but i think mean, i mean they're only stories yes but right. I, I don't know but does anybody else have any feelings about this does this mean anything to anybody i mean folly's a magic expert i was like um based on uh Carstan's description can i kind of do an arcanic history check or something like that just to see if i've ever heard anything of about a spell like this that Pick seems one. to be yeah back and forth um and more to point if i can identify at least what kind of area of magic it is okay give me um well you you decide whichever one you think do you, if you want to look into your history or you will look into your knowledge of the arcane uh pick pick which one and you roll i for would it. absolutely do arcane 20 not natural you recognize the style of spell that they're on about um the ability to form a wall is quite well known to you you know of spells that can cause a wall from daggers a wall of thorns a wall of ice or fire but your knowledge of a purple wall seems neglecting it would be a conjuration spell you would need to use the school of conjuration in order to create it mm -hmm. but this none of them ever seem to have an aura of purple that you can recall Okay. Um, well, it's it, it's quite interesting. I mean, any kind of uh, barrier spell is always um, belonging to the conjuration field. And I, I've heard of many things being used to conjure such stuff. Um, I mean, any object could always be used to conjure a wall, but I, um, I fear that who or what may have put it there could be indeed quite a powerful ally or foe, or perhaps even something I can't even imagine. Yeah, I mean, it was only for a moment, and it was, yeah. I'd be intrigued to see if they could turn it on and off, or possibly even specify what kind of creatures can go through it, or even at a specific pace. Like, normally spells persist for a certain amount of time, it was just, yeah, I don't know. Or, a, or an instantaneous usage. Yeah, maybe, but, I mean, for most spells, I mean, conjuring, you have to be quite close, don't you? Yes, normally, that's that's what's concerning me. I mean, it wasn't me, I'm just saying. It definitely wasn't me. I don't have such a spell. I wish I did. It certainly sounds quite useful. I mean, it, I mean, Talia, did you cast it? What? No, I 
barely know how to do anything. Okay. I did a book anyway, if I'm being honest, if I wanted to cast it. And and all well, my book's been in my satchel the whole time. That's what, what my magic users out. Hmm. No, it wasn't any of us. Yeah, I, I say we still carry on and proceed, but we must proceed yes. with caution. How, yeah. how far away are we until we get to that bush? I don't know. The uh, the other three, Kenar, Drago, and Robin, have kind of just soldiered on a bit whilst the spellcasters and Helena, you've been discussing uh, this this barrier slightly behind. So we'll just, uh, camera will pan forward over. Kenard's walking a few steps in front of Drago and Robin. Um, he's more interested and more concerned with the path. He's not really listening to what's happening behind. So uh, Robin and Drago, was there anything you guys wanted to discuss uh, where you currently are? Yes, Robin will just say to Drago, as they're walking at quite a pace, we need to prepare for a scenario where Elfir is going to get to the Onyx Reaver before us. Yeah, I've been thinking along those lines too. Or prepare for a, a worst-case scenario of him just suddenly... I don't know what kind of dark arts he's into, but if he was the reason why we've just suddenly, as you said, it was Elthir's handiwork that collapsed that section of the mountain, he could just be laying traps for us on the way. He he only needs to rest for four hours. We're going to need to stop for longer for that. Oh, I forgot about that. He's taken an hour out of our journey just crossing that cavern. I, I don't like this, Drago. We can only do what we can, which is head towards the Onyx Reaver and hope that we're the first ones there. After that, we'll Either deal way. with the situation as it arises. But you are right. We have to prepare ourselves. How Either do you way. prepare yourself against someone like that? He saved our lives. We've saved his life. We, we've traveled together for it's been years. I mean, this can only end with either him killing us or us killing him. I'm convinced of that. I, I, I see no way out. Of no, I, I agree. I agree. There's no way back for him. But how do you prepare for the actual entity that is Elthir? I don't know. And I'm worried that we're, we're traveling others into danger. Well, I don't worry about that. They're all they're all here willingly, I suppose. They all have their own reasons for wanting the Onyx Reaver, and they're all, in some cases, running up this mountain away from something as opposed to towards something. But I think what really worries me the most about Elphir, and I don't mind saying this to you, is I think we're the only two here who truly grasp how dangerous he is. I think Claude does as well, but yeah, I think you're not wrong in what you say. It's just, and that's not a slight on the others. No, no, not at all. Um, what scares me the most, being very frank, is the things he's learned since he's been apart from us. Well, he doesn't know about Ghostbane. He doesn't know that I can cast spells. Well, respect suspicions, but he doesn't know about Neura, so we might be able to. I don't know. I... Again, we can only keep our wits about us, keep heading to the Onyx Reaver, and hope that we're there first, and we'll deal with any situation as it arises. Just, you've got keen senses. Keep them sharpened for us. We may have to stop the party from getting too distracted. I fear how many times we may stop for an hour just to try and... I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm on edge and maybe I'm being... Well, I agree with what you're saying, but what I might say next may surprise you, given previous circumstances, that... If we were to come against Elthir, we need to be at our full strength. So a rest every now and then might not be such a bad thing. I know, I know. And you understand the weight of what I've just said. I understand. Um, and we Robin don't will... want another Shadar. <laughs> Robin will chuckle to himself and he'll go, that would almost sound like wisdom, Drago. No, no. Previous experience. It's not wisdom. Certainly something. I don't know. I can't see a scenario where we're going to get to the Onyx Reaver before before him. Well, once again, we might just have to rely on good old faith, because you know how faithful I am in such things. <laughs> faith is a um, matter of conjecture. You Faith is a piece of shit. We can only do what we can do. And yet, these gods of this realm seem to, <laughs> seem to talk to us. Let's not talk about gods. Has... And, as, and as, a silence ret- sorry, as a silence returns to the two of you, as you continue to walk... The camera will just pan back over to the group behind, which now we're pretty pretty much catching up with them, probably only about 20 feet behind them again. And Karstan, as you're walking, you can see Drago and Robin having a conversation in front of you. You're probably picking up bits and pieces of information from other people around you, Tali talking to Folly, uh, Claude talking about his experiences of being an owl. Suddenly you get the same sensation again of the 
hairs on the back of your neck standing on edge on end um but it feels to go up into your head as well and you start to hear this weird whispering noise you can't make out any words it's not any language but you can hear this whispering and it seems to come off far off in the mountains off to the right and then from behind and then in front and then to the left and as you turn to the left and look up you swear you can make out a small dark figure and all of a sudden you feel a rumble not just you the whole party feels a rumble as the whole mountain seems to vibrate slightly and off the top of the mountain you see this huge bit of boulder bashing into the side of the mountain corralling down the side of the mountain towards you and as it starts to turn in the air and smash as it makes its way down further and further aiming for you as a party that's where we're going to leave it for this week's episode of the fellowship of the tabletop thank you very much for joining us everyone wow Man, we just can't get away from it, can we? We can't so, have just uh, one nice always... walk up a mountain where we get to take in the stunning scenery. There's always got to be death on the doorstep. So I know how this ends because because I've written this before. Rocks fall, the party dies. This is, how this... <laughs> <laughs> this is how this ends. I've seen this before. Oh man, I'll tell you what though, that was good. I enjoyed that. That was brilliant. That was great. Work. Nice session. Nice session. Lovely session back. Hell's yes. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening and making us part of your everyday week. We love you for it. Despite everything going on in the world, we're here for love and enjoyment all around. And uh, I think everyone in this group would understand those sentiments to the fullest. If you'd like to keep in touch with the podcast, you can do so on our Twitter pages. Collectively, it is at Fellowship Table. If you wanted to go one step further and wanted to find and peer deep into our very soul's you can do so too and follow our individual Twitter accounts. I am at iRolder1. Danny's at... Uh, Total Party Thrills. Casey's at... Unicorn Crit. Darren's at... Darren Page 06. Will is at... Natural 20 Will. Callum is at... The D20 Gamer. And our absolutely huge, huge member of a DM is at... <laughs> Hastily Roll DM. Until next time, guys. Farewell.